0: Good morning and hi, this is your host Rhonda Taylor from Let Your Voice Be Heard Movement Internationals, also the Lion of the Tribe of Judah Global Tent Ministries, where there is life, love, joy, peace, and harmony. I recall the last podcast that I did was uh, about healing. Okay, um, I want to kind of pick up from where I left off. Okay, as we know, that healing is the children's bread. Okay, but I want to give you um, different scenarios. I talked about um, healing through the land of hands. Uh, healing through deliverance, healing through uh, breaking curses, and scriptures that go to all three is Luke 4 uh, 4 and 40, I'm sorry, healing through the laying of hands was Luke 4 and 40. Then it was healing through deliverance, Matthew 8 and 16. Then there was healing through breaking curses, Galatians 3 and 13. As we know that God wants to see us healed. That's his desire for his children to be healed, delivered, and set free. Okay, another scripture is Psalms uh, 6 and 2 says, Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are troubled. Yes. As you know, many uh, of infirmities and afflictions and evil spirits and to uh, many that was blind, he gave sight to. Okay. Uh, also, it's a scripture that goes to that, which is uh, Luke 7 and 21. There is healing and deliverance for weaknesses. We sometimes need to drive out spirits of weaknesses and infirmity out of our lives because as we know that God is Do not bring sickness on to his children. More times, um, I can only speak from my experiences. More times we bring sickness on through wearing, stress, and anxiety, depression. When you think a lot too much on the same thing and it's the wrong thing, it have a... um, it's consuming. It will begin to break down your health. It will begin to, that's, that's how your body starts to break down. And then you come, then the doctor started naming all these different little diseases that you have now that you didn't have in the past, but somewhere, some way, somehow these diseases occur even through bad eating. But most of the time, When you're having uh, people that having problems with their heart, uh, either they may be smokers or they could be uh, dealing with heartbreak of losing someone or, you know, constantly thinking about things. And so I can recall myself uh, taking a visit to my doctor and and she said, You're and you, you know, you're dealing with anxiety and your stress levels are very high. And it was due to me holding on to things and people that had already literally released me. And it had a lot to do with ministry because I'm a person I love to see things and people through. I love to see them get their deliverance and healing. Okay, but as we know, everybody is not coming into your life to stay. Whether it's friends, families, frenemies, okay, they're not in your life to stay. OK, you got some that's come for a reason, season and a lifetime. But you got to determine, you got to understand and know the seasons in which that person or those persons are supposed to be there. Because if not, you will worry yourself, worrying about them. And then you will start to see your body taking is taking a toll on your body where you you're having headaches. You're not able to sleep. Then they start giving it a name, insomnia and anxiety. You know why? It's something that's bothering you that's bringing on all these illnesses on your body. Sometimes people compartmentalize things for so long in their life and they never, ever talk about it. And so whatever disease or whatever sickness, whatever that's ailing in their body, when they take it to the doctor, the doctor give it a name that's his job or her job. Then they began to medicate it. And then once you finally come to the conclusion, I must release this person. I must release this thing that I've been dealing with, this, this stress on my job, this stress with dealing with family, this stress of dealing with frenemies, this stress of dealing with people that's in ministry, I got to release myself of these things and give it to God. Okay. Because we're not God. We're only his representatives. We're only his servants. We're here to serve. And when our service is no longer needed in others' lives, we need to get to, I have a a brother, I call him a little big brother. He always used the word, I have the gift of goodbye. And we need to, we need to sometimes get that gift because it's, you know, um, it's funny, but it's real because if not, it will hold you hostage while those people have gone on with their lives and they're living happily ever after. And what they do with you, they have a party, a pity party. And that party is beautiful. I mean, they are so extreme with their party. And because they know your heart, they hold you hostage. Okay. So I want you to get that gift to where you say, you know, I love you. I'm praying for you. That means family, friends, frenemies, you know, uh, People in ministry, whatever it is, because God was was letting me know today. A lot of people are um, dealing with anxiety and stress because they're holding on to either unforgiveness or they're holding on to people that have gone on with their lives. They're holding on to people that don't want to be held on to, or they're holding on to old scars. They're holding on to things that no longer serve them. Okay, so. Let's start today with making a declaration. I will no longer hold on to things and people that don't serve. Okay? Samuel was holding on. He said, How long will you weep over Saul? How long would you weep over this individual? They're gone on. How long would you keep worrying about that relationship that didn't work? It's making you sick in your mind. It's making you sick in your body. How long will you worry about that family member or those family members that don't support? Or even, I could go even deeper. That spouse that don't support, that don't, you know, tell you they're proud of you or that don't push you like you think they should. How long would you hold on to those feelings? How long would you hold on to people in the ministry that don't serve, that don't that don't do the things that you know that they were called to do? How long would you hold on to those that grief? How long would you hold on to that anger? How long would you hold on to things and people that have already released you in their heart? And and you're having sickness in your body. And you know where it started from? In your mind. But God wants you to be free. He said healing is the children's bread. The only reason I'm able to tell you that is because I've experienced everything I spoke about in the past. Even if my past was just Yesterday, last week, the week before, the month before, year ago, two years ago, is still the past. Even if it was an hour, 30 minutes ago, it's still the past. But it comes with a made up mind that you will no longer allow anything to plague your mind so bad that it will begin to bring sickness and disease on your body. Some people draw sickness because they're worried and they're stressed out and they're dealing with anxiety. They're dealing with things and they're still stressing over things that they have absolutely no control over. Only thing that you need to think about is those things that you can control. Only think on, and don't even think too long on that. Do what you can do. And all that you can't You may be a person that you try to do everything in one day. No. Get you an agenda sheet. Me personally, for the morning, I already have my agenda wrote out for that day. And I start from number one, number two. And I may not get to number six or number seven. But all those other things are checked off. And I may have to start the next day on number seven and I may have to even add to number 7, 8 and 9 to that 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 agenda sheet that I had of what I had to do. You can't do it all in one day. You will stress yourself out. You will wear yourself out. You will you will, you will pull yourself thin until there's no more of you left. Because you're trying to be there for everybody. You're trying to do things for everybody. And then, in the end, you have nothing left for yourself. I made it a point. We had a women's retreat from the 16th to the 18th. I made it a point to where I would go to bed early every night at 7 p.m. Or no later than 7.30. I would at least be in the bed. That way I could rise up early and not be exhausted. But because my weekend was very long and I, I'm a person that I'm a sponge, I pick up on everything and everybody, even the things that they don't even tell me. They, you know how sometimes people would tell you certain things, but they you can hear in the spirit the things that they're not telling you. I was picking up that so much so to where I was sitting in the recliner after we had the round, when we had the round table discussion. We wasn't really at a table, but we were sitting in a circle and allowed everybody to pull a question out of the box. And that question was about them. And they had to answer that question after all of that and me ministering to some of the people. Okay. Cause I started out first ministering to them, telling them what it, what it entails, what this table talks about, what are these retreats about? What are the things that I do on a daily basis? And then I could still feel some pulling like they were still wanting more. And when I got done, I sit in that recliner. The headache that I had before I started, it was me picking up so much from everybody. I was picking up until one of my my family members, my niece, she said, Auntie, what are you picking up? Cause she know me see you got to be around people that really really know you in the spirit realm she picked me up and she said what are you picking up in the spirit because I see you done got quiet that was before we had the round. before we it was in our circle and we was talking asking questions and before I even started ministering to them I was picking up a lot of things and after it was over I sat in that recliner and I slept from, I believe it was six o'clock to 12 o'clock midnight. And I woke up, drank me some water, got back in the bed and slept to the next day. That's how much it was such a pulling. It was such a pulling. And because of of the calling that's on my life, I have to be used by God in such a way to where I'm able to hear in the spirit. I'm able to discern and pick up things in the realm of the spirit that maybe others are missing. But at the same time, God is teaching me balance to not wear myself out because we, as we know, you can wear yourself out running behind people, trying to track them down, trying to see where they are in their thoughts, What are you planning on doing? Where are you in the ministry? Where are you in this particular position? Where are you in this business? Where are you in this? Where are you in the family? Where are you? You started trying to find out. And you wearing yourself thin. And God had to teach and tell me, balance. Balance, daughter. Don't, Don't spread yourself so thin to where you have nothing left for you. So he had to give me strategy. Give some and keep some for yourself. Don't give it all. Keep some for yourself. Most of all, I need you to lay back and rest. Because if you're not rested, you will not be able to fight. And this, and this thing that's overtaking the people that they can't see but you can see... It will overtake them and it will overtake you if you're not rested. Rested in your mind and rested in your body. You will not even be able to discern because you're so tired. You will not be able to fight in this warfare because you're so tired. So God had to bring healing to me to where I could calm my spirit and not allow the things that was going on in my head. Of me stressing about the people that was even there at the retreat, I was still kind of thinking about that on the way home. To where it was so funny, can I tell you this? We was getting ready to pull pull from the property in which we was <clears throat> that we were on, and I couldn't even. I had allowed um, so much that that took place there. I was thinking about it so much, and still kind of. Thinking about the people that were still holding on to things to where I couldn't even think of my own address. My granddaughter in the backseat, she said, Mom, uh, Grandma, Granny, you can't think of your address? I said, baby, no. So I told my daughter, I said, put in your address. Because I had taken, I had taken the problems of others and made it mine because I I knew that it was some that was still holding on to some things and they took it back home with them. They wasn't quite truthful and honest in the things that they were dealing with. So therefore they took some of them, some of them got their freedom, but some of them took that sickness back home. And I was thinking about it. And it consumed me to where I couldn't even think of my address. So I'm saying that to tell you. I would never tell you anything that I haven't experienced myself. I allowed that thing to consume me so much that I couldn't even think of my address. I didn't think of my address till we got two miles or maybe three miles out. And by then it was too late. We was already heading in the direction of my daughter's house. But by the time we got to a certain freeway I exit because I knew where I was I'm like this is where I live this way so we're going to go to my house first and then we're going to go to your house but that's how the that's how the enemy began to play with you because you held on to something or someone or some ones that decided to keep what they had okay Moving forward, we talked about healing through the presence of God. That's Luke 5 and 17. The power of the Lord was present to heal them. Praise and worship is there to invite God's presence into so that people will get healed. It is not a warm up to a message. You know how some people like, I need to warm up to, you know, I need some music to play. I need the organ to play so I can warm up to a message. No. Worship is there to invite in God's presence. Not to get you hyped before time for you to preach. That's in Luke 5 and 17. Healing through prayer. As people come to you and and, and you being, you know, you being the person to pray. And to speak the word. And discern their issues. They will share things about their past experience. Their faults. Their failures. And, and reason that they believe that they are where they are. This is the biblical process. Read James 5 and 16. When you confess your sins. When you give your testimony. You have others out there that may need to hear what you've experienced and what you've went through because you grow through what you go through. Somebody needs to hear that you made it out. That testimony was not for you to get healed and, and, and then have your nose up in the air and look down on everybody else and start judging everybody else and start saying, well, I don't deal with them because they're not where I am. That was not for you. That was not for you. Read James 5 and 16. It says that we must confess our faults. And pray for one another. That we may be healed. That we may be healed. I'm sorry. That we may be healed. Sometimes healing doesn't come until we confess our faults. And let somebody pray for us. This is humility. And sometimes... Humility is the key. Sometimes we just, a lot of times you could be so ashamed of what you've been through. And I always tell people if you read all of my books or most of my books, you will say, Man, I thought I've been through something. And that girl is still able to get out here and help and be a life coach to people, be a mentor to people, be a pastor. To be a motivational speaker? You mean to tell me that this girl went through all of that and she's still helping others? That's my job. That's my purpose. That's part of my purpose here on earth. Healing through the gift of healing. 1 Corinthians 12, 9 and 28. When Jesus left the earth, he said that he would do greater works than That we would do greater works. I'm sorry than he did. He also said that he would send a helper. To instruct. And to guide us. To do these greater works. The Holy Spirit came among men. To dwell. Giving us what? Supernatural ability. To carry out this work. He accomplishes this. By endowing us. With various gifts. That all work together to bring people into relationship with God. Healing through fasting. More times when I'm dealing with certain things. A lot of times I'll go on a fast. Or someone call and tell me that they're suffering with certain things. I'll pick up in the spirit. They're not strong enough to fast. I'll go on a fast for them. Read Isaiah 58 and 8. Sometimes you will have to advise You know, the people to whom you are ministering to, to fast. Okay? But sometimes they're not strong enough. That's where I come in. When they fast in the way that God leads them. Okay? He says that, (coughs) excuse me, that they shall break forth like the morning. Healing shall spring forth speedily. Righteous shall go before them. The glory of the Lord will be their guard. According to this verse, they will be healed when they fast. But better yet, fasting can also serve as as medicine, it says. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. In other words, sickness can't can't sneak up on them. God, God has their back. He got my back. He got your back. While everyone else is getting the swine flu and, 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 and you're, you're healthy. While everybody else was going through COVID, you were still walking around healthy. With, with, with not even a sniffle. Not even a cough. Okay? Healing through the word. Psalms 107 and 20. The Bible says that God sent his word and healed them. And delivered them from their destructions. Psalms 107 and 20. We also know that God's word does not return to him void. It accomplishes everything for which he sent. Isaiah 55 and 11. If he spoke healing to us, then we are healed. Jesus said that man would not live by bread alone, but by every word. Every word. That proceeds out of the mouth of God. That is why learning and and meditating on God's word is so important. It's important for our healing. Encourage the person to whom you are ministering to. Encourage them to declare that by the word of God that they shall not die. But live and declare the works of the Lord. Psalms 118 and 17. Encourage them to read the word. Confess the word. Uh-huh. And build an arsenal of healing through scriptures. Get you a lot of scriptures and plead the blood of Jesus and plead those scriptures over their lives. His word will accomplish it all oh, that he what intends. Healing through clothes and cloth and, and clothing, cloths and clothing. Okay. Acts 19 and 12. The healing anointing is what? It's transferable. Just like demons transfer, spirits transfer, healing is transferable as well. It can be um, in clothing. It's tangible. We pray over uh, our prayer cloths at church. Like I had so many red prayer cloths. We had a, a, a tent revival in Houston, Texas. And I had a stack of cloths that I had prayed over. They were red cloths. And I had passed them out to everybody that was under that tent. And I received many testimonies of healings and breakthroughs. You know why? It speaks of that in the word. Okay? Matthew 14 and 35 and 36. And when the men of that place recognized him, they sent out into all the surrounding regions and brought him all who were sick And begged him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched it, they were perfectly well. That was the garment. Okay. Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. So that even the handkerchiefs or the aprons were brought from his body to the sick. And the diseases left him. And the evil spirits went out of them. Acts 19, 11, and 12. In my closing. And we will continue this teaching because. If you don't, whatever you don't know, it can't hurt you. Whatever we don't know, it can hurt us. Number one. Let unnecessary things and people go. Family, family that's that's toxic. You do know that you can have some toxic family members. Love them in a distance. Don't mistreat them. Your frenemies, people that pretend to be your friend, pretend to love you, pretend to have you, pretend to be there to the end. They're no longer there. Let them go. You got some friends that could sometimes talk out of place. Didn't, didn't Jesus have to rebuke Peter? Didn't he say, Satan, get thee behind me? He wasn't talking about Peter. He was talking about the spirit that was using Peter. Then you got Judas that sit right next to him. That betrayed him with one kiss. Okay. So you got things, you got yourself that you're sitting up, you're stressing, you're wearing over things that you have no control over. You're worrying about things. You may be dealing with some things in your body. I gave you scripture. Utilize those scriptures and watch God work in your life. Start, start putting on prayer in your house. Start getting up in the morning, putting prayer on in your house. And let it pray. Let it play all through the day and night. If you have to. Put it in your ears. Do whatever you have to do. But drive it out. Drive it out. God have given you the authority. He has given you the power. What else do you want? Healing? It's yours. It's the children's bread. In my closing. I pray that this podcast have been a blessing to you. We will continue this lesson until it is finished. Unless God change. Okay? Unless God change it. If he change it, then I have to go in the direction of which my father takes me. So I pray that you all are well. That you are healthy. That you are healthy in your mind, your body, and your soul. And that you will do what God have predestined for you to do for such a time as this. May God bless you is my prayer. May he honor your steps. and May he set your face as flint and give you feet as hinds feet. God bless you until next time.